Hi there, welcome to another episode of the Heart of a Youth Leader. It's really good to have your company once again. Uh, as you probably know if you've been listening to uh, any of these episodes over the last few months, um, I've been really aware of the, the difficulty in our youth work of uh, just being entertainers for young people rather than actually really introducing them to Jesus. Uh, and it's something that is, I've been wrestling with, with local youth workers and children's workers uh, about how, how can we make sure that we're pointing people to Jesus, not just, not just purely having fun. Although, of course, fun is really important in everything we do. And actually, I think Jesus had fun. Uh, and you can read in the Gospels. And, and I don't know if you've seen the Chosen TV series, but I think uh, that's, they, in that they've portrayed Jesus with a really great sense of humour. Uh, and I think that's right. I think Jesus was funny. I think Jesus was fun to be around. Um, but he was much more than an entertainer. Uh, and I've been thinking about this uh, and I've been reflecting uh, recently on this passage uh, from Luke chapter 10 when Jesus sends out the, the 72. So he sent out 12 disciples to go and do things in his name. Now he's sending out 72 people uh, and it's chapter 10 beginning at verse 1. After this the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. Sends them out in pairs. Don't go along. Don't do youth work on your own. It's not just a safeguarding thing. It's just much harder. Always do it with someone else. Uh, and then he told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out. Uh, and the thing that strikes me in this is, when we think about uh, our communities and we think about young people and children in our area, we, we're constantly praying, Lord, help them to know you, which is, of course, a, a valid and good prayer. But notice in this passage, Jesus, he's not saying pray for those who don't yet know me. He says pray for more workers because the harvest is ready. We need more people to tell people about Jesus. Uh, and that's the real prayer. Uh, and it's the forgotten prayer, the forgotten prayer in our churches. You know, how often on a Sunday will we pray, perhaps, for children and young people in our communities, in our schools? And it's great, I'm not knocking it, but how rarely we pray for more of us to go out and tell them. We just keep our heads down and hopefully the, 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 the church leader or the youth worker won't catch my eye and I can just encourage them to keep going. They can do the harvest. And yet it, the harvest needs people to, 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 to retrieve it, to gather it in. Uh, and I've been uh, reading this book called The Personality of Jesus. I don't know if you can see that. Uh, it's by a guy called Francis E. Clark, I assume American. Uh, and it's not a new book. In fact, it's an exceptionally old book. In fact, I wonder if it's the first ever book written about youth work. I don't know. But it was first published in 1924. <laughs> 1924. So 97 years ago. Is that right? Yeah, 97 years ago. And he's basically addressing this question of, uh, are, are we just entertaining or are we drawing people to Jesus? And the subtitle of, of, of the um, book is how to introduce young people to Jesus Christ and help them grow in their faith. Uh, imagine that, 100 years ago, he's answering the question, 
that we grapple with today. Uh, now, of course, context is completely different, and the the the, the um, uh, demographic and the um, culture of young people today is completely different to a hundred years ago. He's talking, you know, uh, pre the Second World War and everything else that came with the 20th century technology, uh, the, the, the invention of the iPhone and the wi and Wi-Fi, and I was going to say the Wi-Fi. How old am I? Um, so much has changed, and yet so little has changed, uh, and I find that really interesting. Um, to explore, and this is only a little book, and, I, and I'm thinking I might use this book over the next few weeks in our in our podcasts and videos, because uh, I think there's lots to reflect on, because it's about where we are as much as where the young people are, uh, and he lists he basically lists the, some characteristics of Jesus and says this is why young people are excited, this is why young people want to know Jesus, how can we show, how can we reveal Jesus's character to them. So let me read a couple of things in this book. It, uh, he says, um, uh, written in 1924, most people these days make a decision to follow Christ between the age of about 12 and 20. It is well observed that after this, few people come to Christ. Now, that's what we're saying all along, isn't it? Whenever I go to a church and I say, put your hand up if you came to faith under the age of 20, the majority of hands go up. Uh, and it's not, I don't believe, because most people went to church when they were younger, because that, that's several generations ago now. We can't keep using that uh, to, to hark back to. When I was a child, I was the only teenager in my church, uh, and that's going back quite a long way. So, so we can't pretend it was easier when we were little and more people were expected to come to faith because more people were, were going to church. It's just not true. And yet he's, he's spotting something that we all know that most people come to, the, come to faith, but by the time they're 20. And I don't think that's changing. And, I, and I've been thinking about this over the last few weeks. And I think it's because when we're growing up, we ask questions like, who am I? How does the world work? Where do I fit in? What's the point of life? And all those questions are best answered through knowing Jesus, aren't they? And then once we get, once we grow up, once we get a job, once we start a family, perhaps, once we settle down, once we get into the rhythm of life, we stop asking those questions because we kind of have made our mind up on who I am and how I fit in and the role I can play and what life's about. Whether I like the answers to those questions is another thing. And we can talk about that another time. And it seems to be that the, the, the times when adults come to faith, is very often when they've had a crisis in their life. So when they've uh, had a redundancy or when they've lost a loved one or an accident has happened or something has happened or they've, they've become ill and suddenly they're asking the same questions. What's life about? Is this all there is to life? What, you know, have I done what I wanted to do? And they start asking the questions and then they look for the answers. So for me, it's no surprise that most of us come to faith by the time we're 20 because we're more inquisitive about how do we make sense of life. And as an adult, we, we just get into the routine and the, well, this is it. And we settle for the answers that we've come up with, whether they're clearer or not. So I don't think it's um, uh, because youth work is stronger than any other work. And we've seen plenty of outreach initiatives amongst adults, which, which, which have been fruitful. But I think there's a, there's a unique opportunity of reaching uh, 
young people with the gospel because Jesus is so attractive to, to people who are asking, who are searching, who are looking for the answers to the questions about life and who they are and how they fit in. So, so interesting, isn't it, that he still does that a uh, uh, hundred years ago. He also shares this example. He says, just as a magnet naturally moves metal as the compass needle points to the north or south pole, it is inevitable that young will be attracted to Jesus if, in, if introduced to him accurately. A normal young person can only resist Jesus is if, if is. So I'll say that again. A normal young person can only resist Jesus if he is misrepresented, or if they are extremely dulled by the distractions of the world to the point where they are deaf to his message. And what he's saying is, actually, it should be expected that uh, that most young people should want to know Jesus if introduced to the real Jesus. Uh, and yet we have an expectation that very few people are going to want to know him. I was in a conversation uh, just last week uh, with uh, a bunch of children and family workers and one person said, well, what we're doing is we're preparing them for when they walk away from church, hopefully one day the stuff they learn as children will will draw them back. And I was like, no, 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 our, our expectation is too low if, our, if, our, if we assume they're going to get bored and walk away. We're not introducing them to the real Jesus. We're introducing them to, a, to, a, to a, uh, a limited version of who he is. When, they, when, when, they, when we capture their, their attention in Jesus, they'll never want to leave him. Uh, he says, uh, uh, yeah, because he says in this hundred years ago, yet the perspective of the average adult is that it is normal for all young people to sow their wild oats hundred years ago, he's realising that most people, most adults are saying, yeah, it's quite normal for, for a young person to have a, you know, have a rebellious stage and to, to leave the church, leave their parents and go and do things they really shouldn't. But hopefully they'll come back. hundred years ago, he's saying that. We're saying the same things. But he ends by saying it's truly abnormal and unnatural for young people to reject the saviour of the world when they are given an accurate picture of him. So we are praying for more workers for the harvest. My challenge today is have you got an accurate picture of who Jesus is for you? Are you, are you in awe of who he is? Are you in wonder at who he is? Are you worshipping him because he is the saviour of the world? And, and before we look any more about how we can introduce Jesus to our young people and those in our community, we need to make sure that we are really in good relationship with him. And those we lead with are in awe of the wonder of Jesus. Go for it. Mm -hmm.